Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. All right, everybody, it's Marty Dodson. I'm here with Clay Mills in the Songtown yeah. studio. And we want you to be a part of this podcast. So we're glad you're here. Um, we're going to talk about a topic today I think is really important for songwriters. Clay, I want us to talk about finding your voice as a songwriter. Because, you know, you and I do a lot of mentoring. We see a lot of songwriters that are aspiring to be professional. And a lot of them are copying other things. You know, there, there was a period when every young girl we met in Songtown was trying to be Taylor Swift. And there, you know, and there's already a really good Taylor Swift out there. And we, we run into other people that are trying to be Morgan Wallen or, you know, whoever it might be that, that they're really modeling their writing after instead of doing what I think is every writer's secret weapon. is, And that is like really finding their voice, going into their story, finding where their story intersects with the universal feelings, you know, of all mankind and, and really doing the work to find out who they are as a writer and what they want to say. So what's your initial reaction to that? Yeah. You know, to me, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think this is going to be one of the most important things for songwriters survival moving forward. And what I mean by that is, we're moving into an age where every day it seems like I get an email from somebody going, can't write lyrics? Let AI write your lyrics. Can't write a book? Let AI write your story. Mm-hmm. And what it's doing is AI does not have a voice. Not yet. Like it, mm-hmm. And so it's making everything come across very generic. It's written, AI can write at a high level as far as um, grammar and, you know, the little technical things about writing. And it might sound impressive at first, but when you listen back, it has no voice. You know, it'll sound stilted or it'll use language that we would never use. And so I think moving forward, as more people in the future are relying on AI to help them, the only thing that's going to separate you is having your own unique style and your own unique voice. And so I think it's going to be increasingly important. I mean, it's always been important, but I think it's going to give you a big advantage. And I think part of it is, you know, here again, we, we teach songwriting. So, you know, I don't want to diss songwriting teachers because I think there's a lot you can learn. But when we're teaching songwriting, we're always trying to separate. These are techniques and tools that you can use. But don't look at those and go, okay, this is the formula. And I'm going to do this every time because Max Martin writes this formula. And I think that's where you get in trouble. You need to separate tools from formula and realize that you could have a thousand tools in your tool belt, but it's up to you how you use them, how you employ them, um, and mo- most of all, that you don't let it take away your own voice as a writer. Keep experimenting. Keep trying things. Like today, I was writing a song. We wrote a verse, pre-chorus, chorus. We get to the second verse, and I go, well, 
let's just skip the second verse and go right to the second pre-chorus. So we didn't even do a, a second verse. We just went from that's the illegal to the second. Yeah, but it worked really well in this situation. So my point is that if you want to develop your voice, you have to be willing to constantly try things and not be afraid to bust out of the formulas. Not, you know, you've got to speak the language and you've got to work within a format. But at the same time, there's plenty of rules that you can step outside of and try to create your own lane and your own voice. That, so that's my first tip would be, let's get out of the rules and separate those rules from the tools. Tools are good. Rules are going to inhibit you in right. the long run from, from developing your own voice. Yeah. I think another thing in developing your own voice to be really conscious of is finding things in general that, that you want to say, things that reflect who you are and your values um, and, the, and those kind of things, because it's always going to be more um, honest and real feeling if, if you believe it. You know, if you're writing something you don't believe in, it's going to be really difficult. So if you've, you know, if you're somebody who's been cheated on and you're trying to write a cheating song, you know, from a perspective of that it's a good thing or, or in this story, it, it's probably not going to work. So I think it's important to really kind of find your truths and find your values and kind of get to a center place. I, I had a Songtown person not too long ago tell me he built tracks and I said, well, kind of you know, what's your philosophy of building tracks? And he said, well, I just write a generic country track and then I get people to top line to it with me. And I said, did you hear the words you just said? Oh, and he man. said, well, what do you mean? I said, generic. And my comment on his songs were, they kind of sounded generic. You know, they, they just yeah. sounded like all the other stuff out there. That's kind of back to your point about the AI. You know, we, we could all type in a prompt to, you know, write me a song about, you know, being lonely because my girl broke my heart and I'm drinking whiskey. And, and we're going to get something that sounds very generic. But if we have been in that place where someone broke our heart and we're lonely and we're drinking whiskey, we're going to be able to write something that rings true more than what AI is going to spit out, you know? And the same kind of thing happens when we're trying to copy people. If we're trying to copy Taylor Swift or Morgan Wallen or Katy Perry, whoever it might be, it, it's just going to kind of sound like a generic version of them most right. likely, you know, unless, unless their story and my, and our story is that similar, you know, so we, that's why we have to kind of look at all the things that we love. You know, if you're a huge Taylor Swift fan, look at that music, study that music, and get tools for your toolbox from what she does because she's a great writer. But then don't go, don't copy that. Use those tools to write your own truth and your own songs that that ring true for you. And that's going to give them that unique voice and keep them from sounding like something Taylor Swift might have written. Yeah, and probably the worst thing, like I've heard of artists that came up and they had only listened to Taylor Swift and everything they sounded, they did sounded like Taylor Swift. So if you could broaden who you listen to, you know, then you're going to have influences from multiple directions and then how you put them together for yourself is going to give you a voice, 
rather than trying to to stay in you know Taylor Swift lane. If you're listening to ten different artists, then how you put those artists together and then let them synthesize in you and come out in a different kind of fashion. Um, you know, you were talking about the generic lyrics. The reason that, and we can go back to being real and always talking about real is man, when you say you have had your heart broke by someone and you're trying to write the words in a way that might change their mind, might bring them back. You're going to be a lot more brilliant if you're that, if you so want to change their mind, you're going to come up with ways of talking and saying things that, that are going to haven't been done before. You just want to convince the world to feel like you're feeling, and you can't do that through typing in a prompt to a machine. So, yeah, yeah man. And what a lot of songwriters do, if they're writing a song about loneliness, they just take all the words associated with loneliness, put them in a bag, shake them up, and throw them out, and that and that's what the lyric is, you know? And every now and then when you and I are mentoring, we see songs that kind of sound like that. It almost sounds like somebody just brainstormed all the related words yes. and then they tried to throw them in there. And, and that, that comes across as just an AI purge almost of like, yeah, you just, you just threw this prompt in there and this is what came out as opposed That's, to. I've so, gosh, man, I have heard so many songwriting teachers go, well, here's your title. Now I want you to word associate and come up with all these words. And I'm like, this is not how you write songs. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. And so, you know, I get very frustrated sometimes when I am listening to people on YouTube tell, you know, songwriting advice. And I'm going, no, I've been in thousands of pro songwriting rooms. I've written with Hall of Fame songwriters, Hall of Fame artists, Hall of Fame producers. Nobody did this. Nobody yeah. sat there and drew, took out a piece of paper and did word association for 15 minutes to try to, I mean, this is not how you write songs. And that, that's one reason you and I started Songtown was to try to, to bring what we do in pro writing rooms to people. And gosh, so I know I got on my soapbox there, but man, it's just <laughs> a pet, it's a pet peeve because people yeah. watch these instructional videos and like, oh, this is how I should be doing it. And it's like, no, man, this well, is I'll, only going to set you back. Yeah. And I want to clarify, you know, it, it's not, it's harmless to sit down and try to come up with all the words that are related to the topic you're talking about. But the trouble comes when you then just try to cram all of those that you can into your lyric, you know, and that that's where people make a mistake a lot of times, I think. So now, if you want to do that and, and you find that to be a helpful tool, do that. But then don't just throw, you know, vomit those words out onto a page and feel like I've, well, I've written my song now because all these words are related to my topic, you know. So be be judicious if we want a word of the day. Word of the day. Uh, be ding, judicious ding, ding. about how you use those words. Sprinkle some in maybe, but but don't just try to say everything you can think of related to your topic. And that that's, that's where it starts to sound well, like something AI wrote. Yeah. And I think the, the big difference here is 
If you want to do word association as an exercise to build that muscle, wake up every day and do that exercise, you know, have a title and then word associate. But while you're trying to write the song, it's going to put your head in a different space that you don't need to be in. Use that. When I go to write a song, I want to have that muscle so well oiled that I don't need to word associate it on paper. Those words, when I need them, will come to me at the right moment. And so I think that's the big difference is that a lot of people try to sell you the idea that this is how you write a song. No, this is how you might get better as a writer. Do this exercise on a regular basis. But don't bring that into the writing room when you're trying to write a song. Let that that part of the brain needs to be shut off, I think. Yeah, you know, and, and we've all heard songs, whether I, mean, I think this happens a lot in Christian songs, it happens a lot in country songs where it just feels like they put in Christian song, maybe they just put all the words from all the Christian songs they've ever heard in a bag and shook them up and threw them out. And that's yeah. that's my new one. And same thing with country, you know, it's, well, it's got a truck and a dog and a girl and cut off jeans. And we just put all that Whiskey. in there and throw it out. Yeah. And, and there's our country song. And what that does is it bypasses your heart too. It, it also, it turns writing into an intellectual exercise as opposed to an exercise from your heart and from your soul. You know, and when, when we hear songs like I can't make you love me or, or the house that built me, you know, great songs that move you. Uh, they don't sound formulaic. They don't sound generic. They sound real yeah. and they sound honest. And and that's where I think getting in touch with who you are and what you want to say and doing it in your way, not like everybody else has done it in, a, in ways that feel authentic to you. That's going to help you find your voice and it's going to help you stand out as a writer who, says things differently. You know, what I think one of the greatest compliments anybody ever gave me was was, hey, I can tell when a song is yours that comes on the radio because of blah, blah, blah. It's got a unique voice, you know, and that and I think that's what we're all after is is finding not who we can copy and who we can be like, but what what do we have to offer? You know, what's in our heart yeah. and soul that we can offer the world in our songs. And it's important if you're trying to get a publishing deal. Um, we had Mark Bright um, do an interview with Songtown. Mark produced everybody from Carrie Underwood to, to Blackhawk. He some even some big pop artists like Shakira. Um, and so I got the chance to ask him in this interview 20 years after he had given me my first publishing deal. And I said, why did you sign me? You know, I said... I know my songs were were good, but they you know they weren't like more spectacular than the other eighty writers at EMI Publishing. You know why did you sign me? He says because you had a unique voice that none of the other writers had, yeah. and that it was because I I just moved to Nashville. I wasn't writing every day with everyone else, and to the point where it sounded like I was writing like everyone else. I had a different perspective. So I think you need to learn to value your difference um, that you can make to the songwriting world, value the the different voice that you have. And that's going to be your friend in the long run. If you're ever going to, you know, have a song that, that really touches people. Yeah. It's your secret weapon, you know, cause nobody else in the world 
has lived your story, walked in your shoes, taken your journey. And if you can learn to write from those things in a way that connects to other people's stories as well, then you've got a real shot as a writer. Clay, where do we get our musical gear? Well, Marty, I'm so glad you asked. I get my (laughs) musical gear from the best place on the planet, Sweetwater. Sweetwater's been very, very good to me, Marty. I love them. No, I'm just clowning around. But yes, I have gotten gear from Sweetwater for over 20 years. Uh, My whole studio is packed with Sweetwater gear that I've bought. And, and, you know, we've never, people ask us all the time in Songtown to help them promote stuff. We've never promoted anyone except for song for um <laughs> we've never promoted anyone except for songtown <laughs> except for us um, <laughs> no we've never taken on a sponsor um we've only uh, worked with sweetwater you know on this podcast and it's because we believe in what they do yeah absolutely yeah i saw a funny meme the other day and i'll probably butcher it but basically it was uh, like a guy goes to heaven and St. Peter picks up the phone and says, it's for you. And the guy says, hello. And he says, yes, this is Kevin from Sweetwater. I was just checking to see it <laughs> because they have such amazing customer service that they will probably be your first phone call in heaven when you get there just to see how <laughs> your trumpet is working that you have in heaven or whatever it might be. We love Sweetwater. Uh, we appreciate them sponsoring the show. Check out the show notes because we have links to our books. We have links to Songtown. We'd love for you to check Songtown out. We have an amazing community of songwriters from all over the world. Check us out. We'll see you next time.